0: I hope you're ready to take your mind and your imagination on a wild ride. Buckle up. Let's get ready for Triple OG Stories.
1: Who? I'm glad y'all made it back to episode two. Well, let's kind of recap a little bit on episode one. In episode one, Blue and Gold decided to go ahead and take on a hit. On that hit, they took out King Midas. He was the king of a small island that grew coca leaves and basically supported the neighborhoods with coke. So, he's gone now. Next thing you know, they end up running into some of Gold's favorite girls, which were escorts. They moved them into their home, and now the adventures are starting to begin. So, let's get into episode two. Check out what Blue and Gold got going on.
0: I'm mm-hmm. gonna swallow the drip. Woo. I'ma wake up and go get, go get. I Ain't go got get. nothing for niggas go Ain't got nothing for bitches nah. Yeah yeah nah. BBS all of my neck got mud in my coke Young nah. nigga go oh, crazy nah. Don't try to follow my drip don't slip little nigga this shit get wave Whoa. Big rack better know it I'm making them Yo. sick poor Yo. What you gotta do? Woo. Throw it Git on rock no cut Girl. BBS Girl. all of my neck got mud in my coke, young nigga oh, crazy. go crazy.
1: Jasmine opened up her eyes when she heard Chris scream a little bit. She sat up, she looked around, and she seen her jumping up and down. She got up and walked over to the big island in the kitchen. She pulled her panties out her butt and shook her head at the girls. The other three girls were smiling, and they couldn't believe their eyes. Jasmine stood there as they handed her the note that Blue left.
0: Jasmine, we appreciate how real y'all keep it with us and never expect anything but what you earn. Go send $10,000 to the escort service. Y'all good on that. We left each one of y'all 20 bands on the island in the kitchen. When we get back, we'll be in touch. Y'all don't have to work at the escort service no more. Just stay there
1: and keep the comfort zone clean and safe. Jasmine was shook. She looked up from the note and placed her hand on the money with her name on it. She started to smile. She looked at the rest of her crew and just shook her head. She was amazed. She looked around the comfort zone and told the girls, Well, time to hold up our end of the bargain. The ladies got dressed and got to work. When the fellas get back, the comfort zone won't look nothing like it does right now. She grabbed her phone and texted Blue a huge thank you and told him and Gold they were gonna make some changes and clean out the basement too. The fellas told them to do what they wanted to, and they
0: would be back within a seven-day period. Bruh, that was big what we did for Jazz and her little crew. We got blessed, so I was feeling generous, but you still owe me 30 bands up. (laughs) I got you, mate.
2: Command had sent Gold a message to meet up in Los Angeles, the original home of gangbanging. They had one of those hits that could go left at any moment if they didn't set the right kind of tone. This was going to be a hard one to get in and out of, The hit was Dante Briggs, a.k.a. Shifty Blood. He was the right-hand man to Mando, the leader of the Bingo County Blood Gang. Now don't let the name fool you. These were some of the hardest people to get rid of. Blue and Gold had no affiliation with any of their targets. They were always taught to just blend in. The whole reason they even started this little for hire company called Hitters was because the money got tight And they owned a bunch of guns they almost pawned off.
0: Fellas, this mission should be pretty simple. We just need one move made. You will need to infiltrate the BCBG and take out a high-ranking officer named Dante Briggs, a.k.a. Shifty Blood. Take him down and send in the pictures when you're done. Let's move quickly on this one, fellas.
1: Okay, and here the fellas go on another mission. After speaking with command and getting all the info they needed to complete the job, they realized... That it was just two of them about against 20 or 25 people that lived in the neighborhood and was affiliated with the BCBG? I don't know. I mean, Command only wanted one person dead. That was their target. And because they are now accomplished hitmen, no mistakes was allowed. Every job had a million-dollar payout. So that means Blue and Gold was always going to take home at least 500000 or more on every job. And
0: this one wasn't no different. Okay, so I think the only way to come out of this one alive is just act like we part of the game and just try to catch them slipping. Man, look, I'm I'm not sure about that plan. I mean, any other options? I mean, do we have any other choices? Not not in my opinion. I say we play both sides. We just going to have to start a game war in the process. Wow. I know. It's messed up but it's just another job, man.
1: Go sat in the hotel room watching TV and smoking a blunt while he waited on Blue to come back. He wasn't sure what Blue was up to, but he knew they had to make it out of there alive. He put his blunt out and got up out of his chair. He walked over to the door and slid it open and walked out onto the balcony. It was raining, and it was raining real hard. The lightning was doing this thing, and the thunder was shaking the hotel building. Gold hated working in bad weather. He always said it just left too many rooms for mistakes. When he walked back into the suite and closed the door, Blue walked in with 10 bags in his hand. He walked into the room and closed the door with his foot. He headed over to the couch, into the middle of the living room, and set the bags on top of it. Gold walked over to him, and Blue started emptying the bags onto the couch. Blue had bought about 10 blue and red bandanas, hats, Jackets, beanies, sneakers, sweatpants, shirts. He basically bought them a new gang wardrobe. When Gold finished looking at all the new name brand clothes and shoes, Blue handed him two medium-sized jewelry boxes that read big-time diamonds on top of them. Gold opened one of the boxes, and he seen a 14 karat rose gold 18-inch necklace with an emblem on it. The emblem had the letters BCBG and red rubies on it just like the ones the real gang wore. The other box, it had a 10-carat white gold 18-inch link chain with an emblem on it just like the CCG gang wore. That emblem was filled with blue crystals. It stood for Crip County Gang. It was just like the ones the Crips and Bingo County wore. Blue also got the same items for himself as well. He spent about 15000 on all them clothes and shoes and that jewelry and stuff just for that hit. He even made command seeing him a cherry red kid right, for
0: him and go to use on, on this job. Damn, you went all out. If we're going to do it, we're going all the way in. It's the only way to get this one done. Whatever it takes, right? Did they say what guns we're using for this one? I know we're not going in there with rifles and shotguns. Yeah, they sent us a bunch of 9s and 40s. Um, it's what the BCBG used. But uh, they gave us a bunch of silencers and a box full of knives. Damn, they really do want this one done quietly. I guess so, shit, if they leaving us hunting knives and shit.
1: <laughs> the fellas both were in their room in the suite what they hauled a Bingo County gang Where Blue lay down and took a nap while Gold slept like a baby for four hours. They got up and got dressed, and it was nighttime now. It was time for them to go survey the area and see what the night had in store for them. They rode around in that bright red SUV with limo tinted windows, just watching how the city moved. As they stopped at the gas station, Gold didn't realize they were in the crib part of town and he had on all red and BCBG gear. As he got out and he headed to the store to pay for his gas, he didn't think twice about what was going on. But on the side of that gas station building, it was three Crip County gang Crips over there, watching Blue and Gold. They noticed the bright red SUV, and how new it was. They hadn't seen nothing like that before. And when they didn't see Mando inside, or his right-hand man Shifty Blood driving, they knew something wasn't right. So one of the Crips, he stepped out from the side of the building, and he took a few pictures of of the car and the plates, and he took some pictures of Blue and Gold. After he got the pictures, they waited on Gold to come back outside of the store. As Gold walked out and he started to walk towards the SUV, he heard one of the Crips ask him why he was in their in neighborhood. Gold smiled and finally realized what was going on. He told them he just needed gas and he didn't want no beef. By this time, all three of the dudes was kind of circling Gold. One of them even reached in his pocket. But while he was talking to Gold, he stopped mid-sentence when Blue put that Glock to the back side of his head and told him to walk away. Gold started laughing and pulled his gun out of his waist. The two Crips that were by the back side of the SUV, they started walking backwards as they watched Blue point their gun at him. Gold turned and he looked at the man on the side of him. He tried to turn and walk away but Gold grabbed his arm and he yanked him back to the SUV. Blue took a step forward and the two other dudes ran off. He walked to the other side of the SUV where Gold had his hands around the little dude's neck. He was telling them that Shifty Blood wanted all of them dead. And he was going to save his life tonight by letting him go. He punched that man in his stomach and hit that man in the side of his face. Blue walked up, and seen him on his hands and knees coughing, (laughs) trying to get up. I mean, he was trying to catch his breath. But as Blue got closer to the man, he bent down to him and he told him, he said, Shifty Blood don't want to play with them. And then he kicked that man in his ribs. The little Crip dude rolled over and he tried his best to see who the two new Bloods was that was doing this to them. But his vision was too blurry. And they plus they had red rags over their faces. Blue and Gold got back into their SUV and they just started laughing as they pulled off. They did that on purpose. They knew them Crips was going to go back and tell their OGs what just happened to them.
0: You know he's going to tell his OGs, don't you? Probably so since that snitch really do need
2: stitches. (laughs) (laughs) As Blue and Gold drove off, a black Nissan Maxima with dark tinted windows and bright red interior sat and watched the entire situation unfold. When the Crips took the pictures of Blue and Gold and the Kia, they texted out to Shifty Blood and asked him why they were breaking the truce. Shifty showed the text to Mando and they hopped in the car and headed over to the gas station immediately. They knew something was up, mainly because the BCBG only drove black Nissan Maximus. They would never drive anything that would make them stand out like Blue and Gold just did. Shifty Blood pulled off and followed Gold. He stayed about four cars back. He never made any mistakes while he trailed
1: them. Mando text the head of the Crip County gang, and he asked them if he knew what was up or if they was playing games with their truce. OG Tech called Mando instantly and got on his head. They went back and forth for a few minutes before they finally started laughing when they realized they was being set up. After Mando got off the phone with OG Tech, he told Shifty what was up. He came up with a quick plan to make sure these two fakers knew BCGB wasn't to be played with. They exited the highway, and they followed Gold further into the county at a small city. Mando sent out a text alert to his crew, and he had six-ass Corner Boy's GPS his burner. They showed up about 10 minutes later, and two more cars.
2: As Gold pulled up to the Airbnb they were renting on the outskirts of the city, he realized he was being followed. He looked over at Blue, and he told him to get in the backseat and grab the 50 Cal. Blue slid through the two front seats and started to lift the bottom of the back seat, but it was too late. Gold let the driver's seat back and he fell back onto the back seat. He rolled over and he covered his head as the first round of the SUV. Even though the car was bulletproofing, they still shook and felt like they were being hit with rock. Blue ducked down and gripped his head. He looked at Gold and frowned. They were trapped.
0: Bruh! What the fuck is happening right now, man? It's been a black Maxima following us for the last fifteen or twenty minutes. I noticed them, man. When this exact same two cars showed up and got right behind the
1: right my ass up. Mando stood outside of his Maxima. He was holding that Draco tight. He had a fifty-round drum on it. Shifty had two three-fifty-seven automatics with extended clips, and the other six men they had all types of different handguns and one of them had an AK-47 with a
0: silencer on it. We bulletproof though, so we should be cool. We just gotta wait on our chance to pop out on their ass. Wait, they just stopped shooting. Now I know.
2: When Mando realized the car was bulletproof, he lifted his hand into the air and the shooting stopped. Shifty looked at the SUV and noticed it was damaged, but then noticed the same thing. When he turned back around, he noticed Mando heading back to the car. He moved backwards quickly and hopped inside. They sped up. As the corner boys filled their cars, Blue and Gold hopped out of the back seats of their SUV. They unloaded their Glocks, hitting one of the guys as he fell to the ground and the others drove off. Gold stepped up and started shooting at the back of the car. He hit one of the tires, but the car kept moving like he missed. As he turned back around to check on Blue, one lone shot let off and hit Gold in the side of his lower abdomen. He grabbed his side and yelled. Blue seen the man on the ground holding the gun and fired six rounds into him instantly. He looked over at Gold and walked up to the man lying on the ground and shot him once in the head. Then he walked back over to his friend, lifting him up and slid him back into the back of the SUV. Blue jumped into the driver's seat and put his seatbelt on as he put the car into to drive. Blue drove as fast as he could without attracting any attention as he passed about three different urgent cares in one major hospital, heading back to the comfort zone. Command dialed into Blue's SUV through the car's Bluetooth. Blue tried to tell Command what was going on, but they weren't on his side at all. They had already seen him kill the man on the ground, instead of holding him for questions as they needed him to. Greetings. Command was no longer wanting to use Blue and Gold for what they were doing.
0: It shot my family. It was just reaction and instinct. What else was I supposed to do, let him live? That was not a good move for us, Blue. We needed intel for one of those gang members. Now we have to make different moves because of your temper. This job is done for you two.
1: That move made them a liability. Blue was pissed too, but really, he was more hurt that they didn't give a shit that his friend was shot and bleeding. Just hold on. You gonna be
0: alright. Yeah, yeah, I know, man. I know. It went right through. It's just a flesh wound, man. Slow down so we don't get caught out here with all these guns and stuff. Shit, dude. I thought you was dying on me. (laughs) Nah, man. If you don't kill us trying to drive like you in the movies and shit... Man... Just lay back and chill. We going back to the comfort zone. We got stuff to fix you up there, and we gotta talk about what just happened. I got you.
1: Go laid his head back down, and then he dozed off. Blue slowed it up just a little bit when he heard his friend start to snore in the back seat. Man, he had a lot on his mind. He just really, really, really needed a few minutes. He grabbed his phone and then voice texted Jasmine. He told her they was on their way home. It had only been four out of the seven days that he told them that they was going to be gone. But the girls was on their job and everything at the comfort zone was almost done. They just was cleaning up at that moment. (laughs) They couldn't wait for them to come home. But I think when they got there, both of them were surprised.
0: Uh, Hey, another good episode, man. Um, Hey, I want to thank you all for checking out Triple OG Stories. Right, we got much more to come And I can't wait to present it for y'all man Hey, right, We're always looking for more talent And again man we want to thank y'all So check out what's coming next Like, subscribe You can catch us on YouTube All the channels man You can email me At bobbydollarshow at gmail.com If you're interested in being a part of what we got going on man Again I want to thank y'all And uh, it's been the Bobby Dollar Show